This episode is brought to you by Uncharted Veterinary Conference. Learn more at unchartedvet.com. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM, where we dissect topics and issues relating to life in veterinary school. I'm your host, Seth Williams, and I'm a veterinary student at the University of Missouri College of Veterinary Medicine. Today on the podcast, I've got one of the biggest social media masterminds out there, Danielle Lambert. Danielle is the brains behind several different social media campaigns of veterinary figures out there, including Dr. Andy Rourke, CAPC, VetBilling.com, just to name a few. Danielle is truly gifted when it comes to social media and marketing, so I am super, super excited to have her on to share with us what we can be doing now as veterinary students to start making a name for ourselves on social media. Daniel Lembert, how is it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I think I still have protein bar in my teeth from rushing up here to good. meet you at Uncharted Vet. <laughs> good. Yeah, we're having a great time. I'm so glad that we got the chance to do this today. Um, so before I start to pick your brain about all things social media and branding, wanted to get a quick background on you. So tell us a bit about yourself. If I can do the fastest background on me, I came from practice management, uh, management managing my dad's veterinary practice in Connecticut fell in love with the marketing side of things, started snoutschool.com where I teach veterinary hospitals how to uh, grow their practice using social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, Started doing social media for Dr. Andy Rourke, kind of built out into a lot of things and now I am the vice president of business development at Whisker Cloud Custom Veterinary Websites. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, lots of stuff. (laughs) That's great, you are always moving, incredibly busy (laughs) and very talented at what you do. No thanks. Um, So I, really want to talk to you today about, first of all, your genius mastery of social media, marketing and branding, and specifically for us as vet students and new grads even, what or even should we be beginning to build a brand for ourselves online, and if so, how do we do that? So I guess I'll just, we'll, we'll break that down into the first part. <laughs> should we be doing that? Is it too early right now if we are first, second years, or even uh, just about to graduate? Right, well, obviously vet school first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you might wanna get through that. I hear it's kinda hard. Uh, I bit. spared myself from it, but my little brother Sam is at Tufts right now in his mm-hmm. second year, so I know it's definitely a challenge. But I don't think that if it's something that you can you know, fit on your plate, I think it is an appropriate time to start because it's gonna end up being a great resume item right. for you in a lot of ways. Right. <laughs> so what would be the first step in doing so? Is Are there any different channels that you'd recommend getting on or how, I guess, how do you just begin to build a brand from, from yeah. the start? Uh, it goes down to so many things. I think you have to kind of, first and foremost, drill down on what makes you unique, okay? Mm-hmm. You're, you're a vet student, but that's not interesting right on uh, of itself. It's not unique, okay? So it's interesting, but it's not a special unique thing because there's lots of vet students. So I think you have to be like, okay, what other interests do I have? Mm -hmm. I always encourage people, think of maybe like six things that define you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I think of my brother and he's a vet student, but he also, um, you know, he likes to work out, he lifts weights, he likes the Patriots, he likes kind of, he gets into like meditation and he's weird. (laughs) He's like a yoga bro type. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna kill me when he hears this. (laughs) But start thinking about the things that do make you unique. your pets, like all like all those things. Think of maybe like six things that if you were going to be posting about yourself, what could you post about? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really important place to start. Right. Um, and from there, you also kind of have to get into 
why are you doing this? Sure. <laughs> Have a reason. Um, you know, it's not just about Insta fame. There should be some sort of a purpose behind it. But if you tie in the things that kind of define who you are and why you want to build a brand, I think that's where you can start to drill down and figure out what it is going to be about. Right, and it sounds too like you should have a, a plan going in, just like you said, kind yeah. of make a, a mission or a vision statement for what you want your social media empire to be about. <laughs> um, exactly. And I, and I know that's probably a challenge for a lot of vet students because we're new to the profession. We are um, new to adulting. Yep. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's, that's just a challenge. I, and yeah. it took me a while to figure out kind of what I wanted to do with with this whole podcast thing and then kind of moving that over to social media a little bit. But but yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing to think about. Right, right. But the thing is that you've established yourself as like, I think of, of the vet student of the podcasts and I think of Seth, you know, right. and and that is is a unique thing about you that you're doing a podcast. So I think even the medium that you decide to really, you know, focus on ends up being part of the brand too, which sure. is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So let's talk about some channels for a second. Yeah. Um, what are what are the the hot ones right now? What do you think is dying off? Uh, mm -hmm. Where should we put our focus if we were to begin really thinking about making a, a social media um, uh, profile for yeah. ourselves? Um, I think everything as old school as it does sound comes back to Facebook just because of the fact that it has business analytics in it that connect into your Instagram. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not gonna dive deep in on Facebook, you should claim okay. the branded Facebook that you want just because it's like a business tool going forward. Right. So maybe your audience isn't necessarily gonna be there, but you should claim it. Uh, from there, you definitely have to think about two things. What do you enjoy using? Mm -hmm. And where are the people that you want to reach? Right. Okay. Like, if you absolutely hate video, maybe you shouldn't get into Snapchat or something like that. Sure. But Snapchat could be perfect for you if you like quick on the fly video, if you're somebody like Dr. Cody Grillman that likes to just do funny stuff. Um, but other than that, I think probably Instagram is going to be your best friend right now in terms right. of straight up social media platform. Um, it is the fastest growing and it's getting all sorts of new business related features by the day. Right, <laughs> right. What are your thoughts on Twitter? Because I know yeah. personally for me, I'm probably a little bit more biased than, than maybe others, but I have really stopped using Twitter. I yeah. haven't gotten much return on investment, yeah. if you want to call it that. Um, where do you see it going, at least in our profession? It's hard because I'm sitting here with you right now because of Twitter. I can go back all the way and trace all of my connections to Twitter. This is about five years ago or so mm -hmm. when I really got going. I made connections with uh, Dr. Andy Vork, Dr. Jessica Vogelsang, um, Dr. Cody Krillman was a, uh, we were both kind of just starting out. Mm -hmm. Like this is before he was doing all his blogs and became Cody Krillman Cowvet. Um, that's where I really made a lot of my initial connections. And that's how I got the job for Dr. Andy Vork was kind of talking to him there sending, I was making him graphics to improve his tweets and sending right. them to yeah. him. So um, I, I love Twitter and it had its place, but it has seemed to lose a lot of like the conversational piece right. in our in our industry. There are industries where it, it still is super conversational, um, but it's probably not the first place that I would look right now. Right. Also, it's dominated by men really at the end of the day is like, that's, really? the, that's the demographics. It tends to be men. That's not exactly our. Right, that's that's not. You know, the you're a rarity here, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and it seems to me too that at least, and again, I, I don't have 
much background on, on this. I don't know the yeah. data, but it seems to be that in the millennial generation, Twitter's probably low on the totem pole, yeah. uh, a short totem pole of, of all the d- different social media channels, but, but nonetheless, not the most popular. Yeah, not so much. I mean, you're going to really look at like Snapchat, Instagram, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Things like that are going to be probably your best bets. And that's why I'm saying like, pick what you like, figure out your medium. Like, are you going to blog? Are you going to podcast? Are you going to make social media posts? Like, are you going to, what? whatever the heck it is that you're going to do, you're doing videos, and then you'll kind of figure out what channels are going to work best for you, right. I think. So let's brainstorm for a second, because one of the things that I've I've heard from different students, and I had this challenge uh, myself, mm-hmm. is as vet students, we're kind of in this gray area, like a twilight zone of what our, our posting should be about. Yeah. We are getting to the point of being uh, pet professionals, medical um, personnel and, and uh, experts, but we're not at the point where we can right. be giving medical advice. Right. Uh, and we should not be, yeah. uh, not until we graduate. <laughs> so, and I'm talking in terms of target audience. Yeah. For me, I found that I'd be best suited for a target audience of vet students. Yeah. But I know a lot of other vet students out there that um, have found different target demographics to shoot for. Um, So I know that that's going to be one of the big concerns, at least in in our group, is, well, I want to build this brand. I want to begin to become somebody on social media, but I don't know what I'm going to share about. Is it going to be for the vet students out there and for me sharing my experiences? Is it for the general public? Um, Do you have any, like, let's just brainstorm for a second. What what we could be doing as vet students to, what what we can be sharing. Right. And I think... As a vet student, most likely the people that are going to be interested in you are going to be other vet students, I think, or aspiring vet students, right? Um, I know there's a YouTube video by Bella Vet on on kind of like what to do before vet school or like what to expect about vet school. And it's like her highest viewed thing because her audience is obviously people that are like, oh, I'm considering vet school, what happens? You know, and so I think that that is what your audience is gonna be. And a little bit of people like myself or like a Danny McVitie, Dr. Danny McVitie, Dr. Andy Rourke, people that really like to kind of look at vet students and see what they're doing right. because we like to mentor and help. Sure. Um, I think that ends up being your audience in a weird way. But I think it's most important to just focus on the fact that you have like an interesting day, whether or not you realize that. Um, and I think it's important to force yourself to share it. I'm just, this is advice that I need to take for myself mm-hmm. even. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get better about sharing. So just sharing about your daily life. And also think about, you know, I was saying, you know, choosing maybe six things that are relevant to you. You know, I think about myself and it's like, okay, I'm gonna post about my Brussels Griffon. I'm right. gonna post about, you know, my boxing class and spin class. I'm gonna post about like all my food because I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, but start to think about those things that you want to post and also the things that you don't want to post. What don't you want to share right. about yourself? Start there, just get going on it, like just do it and then you'll, be able to morph that brand as you grow in your career. Right. You made a really good point, and and actually another thing that I wanted to ask you about, so it's a great segue, is what not to post about. Yeah. Because I I was going to ask um, Dr. Caitlin DeWild, who's also here, also a social media guru, (laughs) um, about things we should be careful about especially in our later years of vet school and we're looking for jobs. I've seen a lot of friends that 
are graduating uh, this year, graduated last year, that did the old trick of changing their name on Facebook to keep themselves quiet. Yeah. Um, so I know that there's a, a, a lot of back and forth in the pros and cons of doing that, but if we're going to be creating this social media brand online and sharing our story across the world, sometimes people post things that may not be uh, in their best interest when they're yeah. looking for a job. So how do you control that? Is it something that you need to revamp all of your Facebook or you need to make everything private <laughs> or make a like a, a second personality for yeah. yourself? <laughs> what, what do you have to be careful about? Um, okay, so this is very relevant to me because I started snout school when I was, you know, probably 25, mm -hmm. right? I'm 30 now, that sounds about right. I don't know, don't fact check me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had to literally go to my friends and say, hey, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And my friends, I'm from Boston area originally, like ragging on each other is what we do. And right. like, I'm like, you cannot leave these comments. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> like behave, this is not you know what I mean? And I just had to kind of explain to them what we were doing and, and, and that I was kind of trying to evolve this thing. And so I had to have those conversations. I had to go through and make a lot of my old Facebook stuff private. Mm -hmm. I went to college during the time where you upload every aspect of your night out onto yep. a Facebook album. <laughs> so cups, I'm like, right? okay, we're gonna, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, so yeah, go through, clean stuff up, tell people what you're doing. That also helps hold you accountable to the fact that you're gonna do it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and you might need to make some unique separate accounts and stuff mm -hmm. like that too, and then keep stuff private. It depends on what you wanna do. I've kind of made the choice to make all of my social media very public, sure, personally. But that's my personal choice. That does have ramifications. I don't always have a lot of privacy. People message me all the time, like, but I like it mostly. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like to think of it as it as you're either all in or you're all out. Yeah. Um, so I try to be pretty careful and judicious about what gets posted on my Facebook page because right. I, I I am assuming that everyone's gonna come and look at. I don't really want right. to feel like I have to hide anything. So, no. um, but I know that some people, if their Facebooks are going way back to their freshman year in college, <laughs> there's probably some stuff on there. And there's probably stuff on mine that is probably not uh, appropriate, <laughs> at least at, at this point in my right. life. But um, I always go back to think that, you know, if my grandmother were to look at my Facebook, <laughs> would she be okay with it? Or my mother. Right. Um, that's kind of the rules that I live by. So it's something that we got to think about, especially getting older and hashtag adulting right. it's, it's one of those sad things but um, I don't I don't necessarily agree with people feeling the need to totally go quiet on their social right. media especially when they're looking for internships or jobs or whatever it's going to be um, you should be proud and okay with what's yeah. on there about you yeah uh, and if you're not okay with it then then delete it or do what right, you need to do right well it's actually interesting so as somebody who you know, has worked as a practice manager and has dealt with hiring. Mm -hmm. um, you're really, technically you're not supposed to, people are gonna look at your social media. Right. Um, but here's the thing, I think that what you decide to post or not post, it has to be very on brand for you. And you have to realize that your employer has to also be on brand for you, right? You need right. to find an employer that's gonna be okay with what you post. Like I made a very conscious decision that like, sure, I do consultant work, but I'm not like a super buttoned up kind of consultant. You know what I mean? Like I wore my kids to this meeting. Um, so I, but I'm not like a super fancy kind of consultant. You're dressed better than me right now. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of have a more casual feel. And that's where I was able to fall in with you know, Dr. Andy Rourke because he was comfortable with that. Right. And he's funny and it's okay that I'm funny. You right. know what I mean? So you have to kind of build your brand around what your ideal 
end game is gonna look like anyway. Right. You know, if you're trying to be like a board certified surgeon at you know, like you might have to hold up a different kind right. of different. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little different. Right. So so another segue of what you just mentioned is uh, future employment and kind of using social media to maybe open doors or yeah. to act as a weird kind of resume for you. Yeah. Um, how can we, even as first year vet students, be starting to use social media, whether or not we're making a whole separate big brand for ourselves or trying to to build some type of, of, uh, of brand, Right. what can we be doing to maybe help us get a job? Because I, yeah. I think some people think that social media is only gonna be a detriment, like you said, employers right. should not be looking at, it, at right. it, but they do. Oh yeah. <laughs> so why don't we use that to our advantage? What yeah. can we be doing? So a couple things there. I think first and foremost, it is a huge resume builder because it is a skill set. But one thing I will caution is that it is a valuable skill set. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to go to a practice and kind of you know, stake your claim as the social media person that can help with their social media and that's a selling point for you, there's value in that and Mm -hmm. you need to negotiate appropriately. Do not get like swindled into doing the social media because you're the youngest and you know how to do it and ba 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 ba. That's my number one thing that I wanna really caution people on. Um, Secondly, like there's just so many skills that you can learn from it and it, and, and just the social media itself can become a job if that's something that right. you are passionate about. You know, um, I built out all of what I was doing with Snout School, very focused on veterinary hospitals initially and helping them with their social media. 100% still a thing I'm going to be doing with Snout School. But um, with Whisker Cloud redoing my website, I'm going through this whole rebrand and I really wanna focus on helping people build out brands on social media that can kind of be monetized to begin with. Sure. Kind of bring, we need like influencer marketing and affiliate marketing need to come to veterinary medicine. I've been unfortunately the guinea pig for a lot of it. I've had good experiences and bad mm-hmm. experiences and I kind of want to teach people right. um, what they can do with that. Definitely. So my last question for you before we wrap it up yeah. is, and I've been talking to a lot of people here at the conference about this, is the demographic of pet ownership is changing as expected, no surprise. Mm-hmm. All uh, of our millennials are now having pets before they have kids and their kids are their pets. Um, <laughs> and I know that the way that we as practitioners communicate with our clients is gonna change because that they are millennials, we are millennials. How does social media play a role in that? Because I know it's gonna be a big thing, people are on their phones all day long, taking pictures of the pets all day long. Right. And I think, at least from what I've seen in, in, in practice out in the real world, is that we're not using social media to its fullest potential. I think we're trying. Um, (laughs) But what are some things, some top things that you are trying to incorporate into practices or what do you think is going to happen so that we can begin to reach this millennial generation and really make an impact and and help them help help us practice better medicine? Well, I'm really excited because I feel like right now, I I feel a little bit of change in the tides um, with, with the acceptance uh-huh. of using social media, having done this for five years and having to fight the uphill bot battle of saying, hey, this is actually important. Right. I'm having less of that resistance and now people are starting to kind of buy in. It's time to really level up with it. It's time to get more consistent, to have a strategy and to have a plan in place about you know what you're actually trying to achieve with it. Um, once you do that, I think that's gonna dictate what those relationships end up really looking like. Are you gonna have an Instagram that's like a personally branded Instagram, right. and then are people gonna be messaging you there? I don't know, is it just the hospital's Instagram? Things like that are gonna 
kind of come up and you kind of have to navigate that and figure out, again, it's all what works best for you and what you're gonna be comfortable with and setting boundaries with the clients. But I can tell you right now, clients are gonna want you to be putting their dog on your Instagram story when he's in there for a dental cleaning. They wanna see that update. Um, People like that transparency. Millennials especially, we really like transparency. So they wanna see that stuff. So I think that's probably as more millennials become um, in, you know, transition into leadership roles in our industry, I think you're gonna start to see more of that openness right. and transparency coming, which I'm excited about. I'm like, finally. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, the cool thing that I've seen in, in a very few practices, but I hope to incorporate in, in my practice one day, um, is as millennials, we wanna have this instant gratification. We wanna know what's going on all the time. Right. And I forget which doctor had been doing this, but it was actually a few years ago, he was using Twitter, which I think this, there are many more mediums out there that would uh, suffice better sure. than this. But instead of giving like phone call updates on, let's use a dental for example, yeah. um, he would post pictures on yeah. social media. Uh, Fluffy is now being induced for anesthesia, now she's underneath, um, now she's getting her dental, yeah. and there were pictures all along the way. Um, I think it's a really cool idea, whether you're using Snapchat, since that's gonna be more of a short-lived thing, or yep. using Instagram stories, because that's also short-lived, but telling the client to follow you on whatever it's going to be, that'll A, get you more followers, yep. <laughs> uh, and then give updates and take have your, your nurses take pictures, or have you take pictures on your phone and post that, and it keeps them up to date. They are instantly yep. knowing what's happening with their, their pet. I, I think it's a that. really cool kind that, of abstract yeah. idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like that more ethereal kind of content that we have now because mm-hmm. there is that ability to kind of post, because it's like, oh man, I can't post a picture of every single dog that comes in on Facebook because right. of the algorithm, right. it's not good. Um, but I can put it on my Instagram story. So like right. you said, you can also train your clients. That's a reason for them to actually go over on Instagram and use Instagram right. and follow you. So I love that idea. I think that is 100% where we're going. Um, I love, there's communication apps like you know Pet Desk that kind of can allow you to have you know um, actual um, text communications, things like that with people right. and just keeping stuff up to date is what we need. And I think we're finally getting there. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a challenge, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a fun challenge too. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is why I'm so passionate about this. I, I'm a crazy person about it. Um, and I really, that uh, I'm excited with the Snout School rebrand to kind of dive deeper into brand building mm-hmm. stuff, um, especially with vet students and young vets so that they can really establish themselves and navigate this stuff and figure out what the heck they're trying to do. Right, totally. (laughs) All right, Danielle, this has been fantastic, awesome information. I definitely think that this is something we need to be talking about a lot more. Um, And that's why we have great people like you to do it. (laughs) Um, So before we go, tell us a bit about your projects and what you're doing. Yeah, um, best places to find me, definitely Snout School. That's where I will be diving deeper into, especially helping um, women-led businesses and brands in veterinary medicine Mm -hmm. uh, grow using social media. So keep an eye on that for the rebrand. You can follow at snout.school on Instagram, or I'm at Danielle Snout. And if you're looking for a very pretty website, very beautiful, beautiful website, we can talk about Whisker Cloud. Um, You can go through whiskercloud.com slash Danielle. and that link will get you a special deal. So if you're working with a clinic that needs some help getting a little bit prettier, I can help you there. Awesome, and we'll put some uh, some more detailed information in the show notes too. So definitely check out Danielle's awesome work. Uh, definitely a lot of things that uh, we can all take advantage of when we're out of school. Awesome. Thanks. Cool, thanks Danielle. 
And thank you for listening to the Vet School Unleashed podcast. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes to let us know what you think about the podcast. For resources and more information, please check us out at www.vetschoolunleashed.com or find me on Instagram at SethTheAlmostVet. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's podcast, and I'd also love to hear any suggestions or topics you want to hear us talk about. Even reach out if you want to be on the podcast and share some insight of your own. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time on Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM. Dissecting the DVM.